Welcome to the Healing Ninjas podcast, a space dedicated to highlighting the healing stories of everyday people. This podcast is not a replacement for professional support. This podcast may contain content that may be graphic, violent, or traumatic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. The goal of sharing these stories is to help you, the listener, hear how people have struggled in various ways and the steps they have taken to become healing ninjas, individuals who are seeking to master the art of healing. Healing is not a linear process. We all have our ups and downs. This podcast aims to create a brave space for people to share and learn from one another. I'm your host, Hernan Carvente Martinez. Welcome to the Healing Ninjas community. Hey everyone, it's Hernan here with episode seven of the Healing Ninjas podcast. And today I have a, a really awesome individual who has also chosen to remain anonymous. And I just want to respect her for that and for just still being and brave and willing to share some of her own journey and some of the things that she has as tools and just experience that she has with the healing process. And so I'm going to invite her to just come into the space and, and share with us a little bit about why she came onto the Healing Ninjas podcast, what made her sign up, and yeah, just thank you for being with us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to have this conversation today. Yes. So tell us, what brought you to Healing Ninjas? Why healing? Why is it so important to you? And, and why, what led you to wanting to share a little bit of your journey? Well, I found Healing Ninjas actually on an Instagram story of an uh, activist that I follow. Mm-hmm. And um, they had reposted a tweet that you wrote on the Healing Ninjas uh, Twitter that really resonated with me. Um, it was about healing from toxic masculinity and the wounds that we all go through and I'm a, a big proponer, proponent of um, healing and healing from trauma specifically. So when I was asked about the podcast, I was just really excited to have a um, grassroots kind of authentic conversation about it because I just think it's so important. So that's kind of why I'm here. <laughs> mm. So so tell us, when you say the grassroots piece and, and, and talking about healing from that perspective, what, 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 what can we unpack from that? What are some of the things that you would want to share with folk? Right. So when I say grassroots healing, I'm talking about basically from the ground up, like um, more so about the individuals and the connection to the greater whole, because we are all individuals. And we all go through our own pain, but we also are a part of a community of people. And um, I think that especially now with everything that's going on with the pandemic and the Black Lives Matter movement and just the general downfall of the way that things are being handled, I think that pain and um, trauma is coming up in spades right now. And I think that it's really important to grasp where to start talking about it. And that would be things like how you feel, what you think about general aspects going on in the world, where you stand on issues, 
um, and just the collective understanding of the pain that's going on right now mm. for everybody. And so, you know, there is a lot of that, right? There's a lot of pain in the world right now. COVID, Black Lives Matter, and, and some of these things were already present and we've just been dealing with them for years. And so what are some of the things that you're on a personal level, right, that you're grappling with on, on all of this, right? Because we can talk, we're talking about the community, we're talking about sort of the layers to this. And I, I just like people to, who are listening in to just know why these issues are, are so important or why healing is so important to you as an individual. Right. So healing is important to me because it allows you to do things that you thought were lost, um, whether that be from trauma or just childhood pain or general um, uncomfortability with different aspects of the world or yourself. And for me, healing is so important because you're not yourself when you're in pain. You can't listen as well. You can't articulate yourself as well. You can't be empathetic to other people as well. And so in order to be a better person, in my opinion, and in order for me to best help the world, I need to make sure that I am going through all the things that I need to go through. Um, like, <laughs> sorry, I just lost my train of thought. No, no worries. Uh, you know, I I want you to, to feel comfortable in... And just sharing um, some of the things that maybe like sparked you wanting to come on this episode on top of, you know, just sharing the broader perspective of what's happening in the world, which I think is really important. Right. And one of the things that we're trying to achieve through this podcast is to have people really share the, the nitty gritty of healing. Right. Like what it looks like for us, some of the experiences that we're holding that maybe are very difficult to share in the open, but that we want to share in one space so that others can learn from. And so. Are there specific moments right now in your life that are standing out to you in, in the middle of COVID, in the middle of everything that maybe you're processing right now and, and might be willing to share with people? Yeah, so um, one of the things that's been difficult for me, um, honestly, it, it hasn't just been since COVID, but since Trump um, became president. Mm. Um it's been really difficult um, just being a woman, but especially um, a survivor of sexual assault. It's um, pretty horrifying to have an actual um, assaulter in office and making decisions and stripping away rights. And um, that's just, that's been something since he was, put into office but especially as of late um it's been pretty triggering hearing about the violence going on um against women and specifically black women and uh women of color and indigenous women and as as a woman it it's it's painful to hear about um i know i know what it feels like and it horrifies me that it's happening so casually and all the time and it seems like we have absolutely no control over it um yeah so that that has been something that 
I've been really grasping to try and work through. Mm. You know, I I just and I will share this openly. I I I, sh- I share this in in the trailer episode of Healing Ninjas, but yeah, I I recently sort of came to terms in therapy with with being a survivor as well um as a young kid and and that experience happening in mexico and you know some of what really pissed me off about the the language when when trump came into office was definitely what you're talking about he just made it okay all of that you know that experience of of being assaulted physically uh, on some level and it was, you know, there were memes about it. There were literally the media in some areas was was uh, making light of it, um, yeah. and in others it was just being super destructive and harmful. And you know, for people who are who are listening, you know, I I want to honor that, right? I want to honor that there is so much of this that has become okay, and it's not okay. Like, let's keep it real, right? Like the experience yeah. that you're bringing and and that other women out there, uh, BIPOC women, you know, black, indigenous, people of color, and, and all of us are are sitting with this. And it's hard, you know, to, to, to really sit with these emotions. And are there specific things that you're doing, you know, as you're feeling all of this, right? Because I know that people are sitting with this and, and, and maybe are trying to figure out like, man, how do I process this every day? How do I deal with the reality of the world we're living in? What are some ways that you're going, you know, going through different modalities to be able to achieve healing and, and process some of this heavy stuff. Well, I am so glad that you brought up language because that is one of the biggest mechanisms of healing that I can implement into my life. And that is picking and choosing and creating boundaries with words and with language, um, especially the R word for sexual assault. I, um, as often as I can, I ask people truly not to say it. It's um, a very visceral word. It's a very um, painful word to hear. Um, other words, language is something that we use to communicate, to connect with people. And so if we're saying things that are hurting other people while we're trying to connect to them, then that's never going to fully come to fruition. Mm. Um, so that's something that I absolutely practice, especially with my family is boundaries with words and with language and making sure that I'm creating a a safe and um, healthy environment uh, with words and the way that I speak to people and people speak to me. Um, I think that's huge. I think that that is one of the very first steps that you need to do in order to heal is positive self-talk and making sure that you aren't putting yourself down or shaming yourself because that comes naturally and you already have that happening. So that's one of the, my big things. I do affirmations every morning. Um, mm. I, I stretch every morning. I do yoga every morning. Um, that really settles me into my body, which as um, a survivor of sex, sexual assault, that's, that holds a lot of power because that's the last place that you really want to be um, when you're dealing with those feelings. So I really try to ground myself in my body and feel, feel it. I try to be kind to myself. Um, I just make sure that I'm outside at least every day. It's hard. I feel so bad for the people that are in apartments or in cities and they're not able to get out and be outside and be with nature because that is absolutely one of the most important aspects of my healing. Um, mm. just, you know? I mean, 
you know, I, I, I can resonate with that so much. You know, I'm, I'm in the city. I'm in Queens. I'm in New York, um, New yeah. York City. And I, you know, I picked up the, the ability to drive right before COVID, which I am so glad <laughs> because I can hop in a car yeah. and, you know, go hike. But even then, go to having, the beach. yes, go to the beach, yeah. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, but <laughs> all of those things are privileges. And, yeah, you know, are. it's just just keeping it real with folk who are listening, right? Like, there are so many things that I know are are not so easily accessible right now because of COVID, because of social distancing. And, you know, for, for you, as you're sort of able to engage in these practices and, you know, people are probably listening and are like, well, you know, if, if, if I'm in the city, if I'm in these other places, then how can I actively practice healing then, right? Like, or right. how am I going to prepare for, for what is soon to be another election where this, you know, character who's in the white house right now might actively you know be again on the ballot and we're, we're all gonna have to wait till the last damn minute to really find out what the future of this country is about and and people are sitting with that anxiety right now how can people mm-hmm. practice some of that healing and then that work what, what what advice would you give to folk right now who are just kind of so so what 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 do, we, what do i do right yeah because we've all been there you know we've all been at that point where uh, you can't, you, even, even if, so if we were to take it into terms of them not being able to go out because of physical restrictions, we could think of it with mental restrictions or with spiritual ones or whatever it may be that's keeping them from doing the things that are actively going to make them healthy. Um, because I know that when I was going through depression and, and suicidal thoughts and my PTSD, I, the last thing that I wanted to do was anything. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to eat. I, and even want to get up to go to the bathroom because it was too much of a hassle for me to just do daily human things to live. Mm. Um, so I know that there are absolutely people struggling with that right now, especially with everything else added on top and all of the restrictions and all of the fear and uncertainties. Um, my piece of advice that I would give to those people is really basic things because that's the first thing that I lost when I couldn't do those things was basic things like drinking water or taking a shower or I don't know, getting out of bed, changing my clothes, little things like that, that was too much of too much work for me to do because I was so sad and I was, I didn't care. So people dealing with that and people that are stuck inside, I would just say, try to find something that brings you light that you have a passion for, or even a slight, even if you don't have a passion, if you can't, if you cannot bring that amount of energy to the table right now, I would just say, find something that makes you feel okay, at least for a little bit. Hmm. And then just do it for as long as you want until you find, you need to find something else, you know? Mm. yeah and and keeping it real right that as you're doing that right for people who are listening keeping it keeping in mind that as you're finding things and tools that are helpful to you honoring the process right that like some of those tools as as you've probably heard already in previous episodes some of them are helpful for a moment and then sometimes they become super destructive and and we have to revisit right like we have to revisit those tools and we have to 
sort of look at our toolbox and be like, uh, yeah, this one I got to throw out. I got to replace it with something else and and or maybe not throw it out yet, but like use it, use it sparringly. Right. Like don't use it all the time. And, you know, absolutely. Are, what what is for you that experience? Right. Because I'd love to hear. You know, you're you're talking in, in a place where you're reflecting back to a lot of this and even trying to connect it to the broader community healing, even grassroots community healing. Right. But when there are moments where that depression hits or some of the other stuff that, you know, comes with being a survivor or, or just the language. Right. Like when when you're hit with it and, and maybe in a way that just brings you down on one day, how do you actively come back from that or, or what are some of the practices that you have to be able to do that? Right. So when I am being struck with, uh, like flashbacks or nightmares or something that prohibits me from going about my day in a, a typical manner, manner, um, I have to stop because there's no way that you can, you can't fight through that. It's debilitating. And, um, not healthy to do you're feeling it for a reason you're having that reaction for a reason and you should never ever belittle that no matter how much it hurts or you don't want it to happen um accepting that and acknowledging that pain um is one of the first first things that i have to do because by doing that you're you're going to the next step of oh okay so i'm having this pain why why am i having this pain and then once you get past that step, you can think about how to fix it. Because ultimately, you're right, it is a complete toolbox. And some of the tools are outdated. You have to replace them, like you said. Um, one of the things that I used to do, I had a drinking problem um, mm. because I stopped. I didn't want... So drinking is a is a depression so it makes you mm -hmm. feel nothing really or mm -hmm. it, it changes your mood or however you are so for me I would drink so much that I would black out and that was my way of going to sleep that was my way of not having to deal with the fear of um, social interactions with men that was my way of um, trying to take away the feelings that I had um, <laughs> that did not work. <laughs> um, that's just a tool that I had to use in order to get to the next step, despite it not being the very best one, despite it being unhealthy, despite it creating a problem for me, I still had to use it in order to distance myself from that trauma in order to get to the next step. So that's why when when you think of healing, you have to remember that it's not linear and it doesn't look the same for everybody. And it doesn't always look healthy. It doesn't always look like like me stretching in the morning with some water <laughs> underneath a tree, you know, like I do that and it's great and it's amazing, but that's not where I started. Mm. That's not how I got here. I had to do the terrible, awful things to myself because that's kind of how you feel in the moment and you can not really shame somebody for how they cope with their individual pain. So that sounds like kind of bad advice, like do the painful things, even if, even if they're painful. I don't want people to do things that hurt them, but I'm not 
ever, ever going to shame anybody for the way that they choose to heal themselves because I've been there and I, I didn't do it in a, (laughs) I didn't do it the way that I wish that I had. And that's still okay because I'm here. Mm -hmm. You're here. And part of what is beautiful about what you just said is, is this piece around, you know, we're, we're, we're here trying to highlight stories of different people and people are going to express their own version of healing. And that was the goal, right? Like we, we can spend a whole hour or 30 minutes or multiple episodes just talking to people who are quote the clinicians or the people who are actively practicing healing medicine or all of these things. Right. And they can share some of the tools, but ultimately we have an arsenal of tools in our communities and some of those are good. Some of those are not so good, but just honoring the fact that some of these tools, we have the ability to choose when and where we use them, how we use them and whether they're either for our benefit or actively causing us harm and recognizing, right? That we are still responsible when we heal, right? For the things that we're feeling, but also for just honoring them. And if, you know, if you need a shot one day, hey, that used to be me. I'm completely sober for now, almost 10 months. I'm going on a year in November. Yay. Congratulations. You know, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) But, you know, like at some point what you just said was super real. Like at some point I thought, you know, finishing half of that tequila bottle was my way of celebrating my wins. And now I'm just like, nah, I can I can just go sit at the beach and, you know, rock an Arizona one dollar Arizona can here. And and I'm good, you know, and that's my way right. of celebrating yeah. now, right? At some point, you kind of acknowledge that some of these things are good for the moment. And, and that's the part of the healing that I think we, we all want to get to, right? And I would like for you to sort of maybe share some of that, right? Like when when you got to this point where you realized, this is when I need to do it. Now I need to shift from maybe the drinking and all these things. Like when was that moment for you? Because I, I think people are are curious to hear that, right? Like she, she's talked, she talked about these things that she's doing in the past and now these things that she's doing now, when was the, the pivot when you said, these are things that I need to do now to feel better and to feel happier and more joy in my life? Well, <laughs> these are great questions, by the <laughs> way. Um, uh, I had a couple of different moments like that. Um, one of the most memorable ones was, um, my, my, my sexual assault was pretty violent. Um, it was pretty violent and it was pretty public and, um, it, it really completely altered who I was. It completely took away the person that I was. And one of the most memorable moments I have of having that kind of like come come to Jesus moment or whatever they call it, where it's like, Oh my God, that's so sad. I'm never going to be, I'm never going to be like able to smile again or able to do this or that. I was really into, I'm still very into astrology. So I was thinking about my birth chart and all these wonderful, different, beautiful Um, variations to it and my houses and I was just thinking about oh that's so sad how this is gonna make me um not be able to talk to people and not be friendly and excited and personable the way that I was and charming and extroverted and bubbly and I'm never gonna be that girl again that's so sad 
And then as the second after I thought that, I realized not true. Mm. <laughs> that doesn't have to be true at all. Like that I and I don't want it to be. I I don't want to not be the person that I was because of this happening to me. I still want to be all those things. Um, so that that was one of the biggest moments, and that was only a, a couple of days after my assault when I got home. Mm. Um, and then I've had that moment a couple of different times. Um, I had it. I went away to college for two years, and that was the majority of where my um, drinking issues started because I I had my trauma when I was 16 and then I lived with my my family and my parents until I was 18 and went off to school so I was dealing with it in a family sense what well, on my own but in in a family dynamic and then I went off to college and I was all by myself and the way that I chose to um deal with it was by drinking and um <laughs> I uh, I had some pretty scary nights and I had some uh, pretty traumatic times in itself because of that way that I chose to deal with my pain. Um, and so it was moments like that when I would wake up the next morning and I would see stupid pictures of myself on my Snapchat story that were just so embarrassing. And I... I was embarrassed with myself and the way that I chose to be because I couldn't handle what I was going through and I had to distance myself from it. And that was another moment. And then there was another moment when I came home um, to go to school at the local university after being away. And I uh, got to travel for the first time in my life and I got to do all these things and I reconnected with my family. Um, I basically got back to the same place that I was at with my trauma before physically and then being here in an entirely different headspace after traveling to a different country and seeing life in a different way. I was just tired of being sad and I was tired of doing horrible things to myself and hating myself and being so unkind and mean and apathetic to the world. I was just so tired of it because there's so much more to me than my experiences. And it made me angry at the people that made me feel this way. Mm. So I've had a couple of different moments where it's just like, get it together, girl. Like, damn, what the hell? Like, <laughs> this sucks. I don't want to feel this way. Let's, let's get it together. Let's mm. fix it up. And when you say that, right, when you, when you said those words to yourself, did you hear them in the beginning from a place of love or was it hard in the beginning? Right. Cause I remember going through some stuff and saying that to myself and I would sit there and just it was more of me grabbing a whip and just whipping myself for for the mistakes or the slip ups or or some of those very similar funny moments where I would like look at things that I did the night before and I'm just like, bro, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah, um, yeah, you know. And 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 I think I want people to I I want us to sort of bring us into sort of closing thoughts around that, right? Like, how do we keep practicing doing that, like sitting with that and and telling ourselves. 
you know, get it together, but from a place of, of love, right? Like when, how can we start shifting that mentality for ourselves and for people listening, right. how can they do that more actively? Because it's hard, you know, to just let go of the whip and, and give ourselves that love. How would, how would you suggest that as a, as an ending thought for people? Well, as an ending thought, I would say that I absolutely did punish myself. I punished myself for um, my trauma, for what had happened to me, for the way that I dealt with it. Um, I punished myself because my trauma therapist and my sister ended up dating. And I was a teenager and I thought that it was my fault and that I had done something wrong. Um, so I basically had to come to the knowledge that everything that had happened to me, um, wasn't my fault Mm. and I didn't ask for it and I didn't do anything to deserve it. And I have been through all those things, horrible, terrible things. I have been through those things and I am still here and that's pretty freaking great. That's yes. pretty great that I can say that. So just that in itself, you have to be, you don't have to be, it's hard to muster up, up proud to be proud of yourself. It's hard to muster that up when you're not, it's hard to muster up these things that you know you are and you see that you are on a deeper level but your pain and your trauma keeps you from truly understanding that and I would say that the biggest thing that I did was just changing the way that I spoke to myself Mm. I used to say things like oh my god I'm such a stupid bitch or oh my god I'm gonna kill myself or oh my god all the all the pop culture things that that people say I said that all the time and I found that I was really irritable when I would say things like that to myself. I was really unkind to other people. I would call other people bitch or like even in a joking manner, I'd be like, Oh my God, you bitch or these things. And it's like, that's not, (laughs) that's not how I want to speak. That's not how I should talk to myself. I should hold myself in the utmost regard of respect and love and kindness and being gentle with myself because I'm only 22 years old and I've been through all these things and other people have been through these things. So if I've been through these things at 22 years old and I can feel the pain and the weight of my words, then I need to tread carefully and think about how other people are feeling and what they're, they're going through at the same time, you know, because, if you go through life just talking like it doesn't matter, then it begins to not matter. Mm. That is so true. That is so true. And I like that, changing the way I spoke to myself. You know, I, I, I don't think we do enough of that. And I hope that people take away that last thought, you know, that they start challenging themselves in their own healing journey to reframe the way that they speak about themselves or even the way they think about themselves right because sometimes we don't even say it to ourselves sometimes we're just thinking it and and that is sometimes the 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 thing that really really hurts us the most when we're not our own best friends and you know i can't emphasize that enough and i just want to thank you so much for uplifting that 
is there any other last parting word or or any other platform that you would like people to follow or a book or something that you you know would recommend for folk my last closing thought is to look up joe dispenza and to realize that your perception is your reality so you have the power within your own mind to create the reality that you need and want in order to live a happy and healthy life. So look up Joe Dispenza, talk to yourself kindly, at least say one nice thing about yourself in the morning. And that's my last, that's my last bit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I really appreciate you. And just for your bravery too, to open up about, some of the experience too of being a survivor. I, I, I really love you and appreciate you for that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I, I, you ask terrific questions. You're great at this. Natural. <laughs> um, I just appreciate and love you so much. So thank you so much. And thank, thanks everybody for listening. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and follow us at Healing Ninjas on all social media platforms. If you're interested in sharing your own story, we'd love to hear from you. Go to www.healingninjas.org and sign up to be featured. We look forward to sharing your journey next.